and welcome to the Wisdom Speakers and Seekers podcast. My name is Jennifer Regular. I am your host here and also the sole illuminator at Lighting the Path. This is where I get to bring guests from all around the world to share their experience, their inspiration, and how they're embodying their gifts to be able to uplift humanity and cultivate conscious leadership. Today, I'm so delighted to have Don McGinnis here. He is joining me from Salt Spring Island in Canada, and he's been a student of spirituality and embodiment for over 40 years, first as a polarity therapist, then for 27 years as a student of MSIA, that's the Movement of Spiritual Awareness, and more recently, a certified Kumne, which is a Tibetan yoga instructor, and a certified Hakomi practitioner. Over these years, he has facilitated a lot of group work, retreats, workshops, and classes exploring our inner world through movement and awareness. Most recently, exploring visioning, described in the Kumne practice as opening the two-way channels of seeing outwardly and inwardly. Today, he's here to talk about this visioning and how it touches our capacity to transform the world through our inner work. Don, I love this topic. Thank you so much for joining me here to share all about it. Oh, you're so very welcome. Thank you, Jennifer, for inviting me. Absolutely. Yeah, so you've lovely. had a long journey into spiritual wellness and developing your own self in the way that spirituality can function in this world 3D, now moving into the 5D, and it's really evolved over the years, as you mentioned, in the work that you're doing. Do you remember, Don, where it all started for you, where this became such a passion? Yeah, I, I sure do. Um, remember, I'm just remembering back to my my 20s, my mid-20s, late 20s, and, and feeling a really strong sense of, of, I think the word would be disillusionment, a sense of, well, what a what kind of world are we living in? It's there's there's nothing really beautiful or you know or inspiring here, you know. So that was my that was my consciousness. That's where I was, how I was seeing things. And at the same time, uh, experiencing tremendous sense of you know depression, um, uh, anxiety, uh, actively in addiction. You know, and uh, th that was the point in which I discovered polarity. And, and I actually remember a moment sitting on the, the table, polarity therapy, uh, a form of pressure point massage developed by Randolph Stone. I remember lying on the table, having uh, having uh, work done on me and um, and having this moment of, wow there's something different, you know, there's something different happening and I'm experiencing life in a very different way, mm. you know, and uh, so certainly that was a turning point. And I, and I feel like our progress is really like that, that uh, we have this idea of the known, how life is, how life is supposed to be, um, uh, which might not necessarily be a happy picture, you know. Uh. We, you know, we 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 often can struggle with feelings of victimization, um, um, helplessness, feeling trapped, and and, uh, and stuck. So, what shifts? What changes? You know, mm -hmm. how do we how do we shift out of that? And you know, I mean, the answer is I, I'm not exactly sure, but something happens right for us that we shift out of 
one paradigm, one way of looking at things into uh, into something different. Yeah. 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 And so how did you start seeing differently? What what was the seeing differently like? Is that sort of what? Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I I think simply, I mean, the world looked a little bit brighter. It looked a little bit. Uh, uh, I, I tend to sort of uh, think of it as becoming more sparkly. Yes. You know? mm-hmm. um, so so it, it there there is kind of a saying that um, uh, when I changed, the world changed. You know, mm-hmm. The world seemed to take on a different color, a different flavor. And um, it's really hard to put into words. I think also that our that our our, our vision, our, maybe our stress focused vision is very tunnel and and a little bit less colorful. But when we open up our perception, um, our vision becomes broader, it becomes more inclusive. Uh, this is also part of the Kumne practice too. Is that we we begin to change our vision, the way we we see the world and relate to the world. Yes, uh, absolutely, and in such a beautiful way. It seems, yeah. you know, even just feeling and hearing that from the way you speak of it, it's a much different way of being mm-hmm. in the world and fully present as well. So tell us more about the visioning and the way that the Kumne philosophy explains it. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I want to explain, I, I think that the difference between visualization mm-hmm. and visioning in, in my mind, in the way that I kind of look at it, a visualization, I, you know, and maybe I'm wrong in terms of my definition, but visualization in terms of, in the sense that we imagine something that we want or that we desire. We want to come forward in our in our world. Mm-hmm. So we visualize that sort of like a relationship, a new place to live, a new job, etc. So we we maybe we make a a, a picture of that or um, uh, what what are they called collage? We make a collage or whatever, which I think is really wonderful. I mean, it gives us the skill of no of being able to focus on something and watch it come into reality. Mm. So how I see visioning different from that is, is visioning is that what I, what you had mentioned that opening up of the two way channels. Mm. Um, and in a way it's going into a state of not quite knowing sort of like, um, and not being able to necessarily predict, but being open to mm-hmm. experience in a new way. So uh, I'm not necessarily saying this is what I want. This is what I want to come forward. Um, it's more of a willingness to see things differently, a willingness to open our eyes to new possibilities. And I believe, and I think we probably share this, Jennifer, I believe that we're on the verge of a major shift in consciousness. So it's our consciousness that's that's changing, that's evolving, that's that's moving into a state of unknown. And I think of it like this too. I think, you know, heaven on earth is already here. We just really need to open our eyes to see to see how it's there how it can be there for us. 
So it's a it's an inner transformational experience. It's not as if I'm trying to create something, bring it to, or manifest something, bring it to me. It's opening to new possibilities, and that's how I see it. I yeah, I I started this group uh, on Salt Spring, um, you know, as a visioning group, a, a group where we're beginning to bring forward or uh, land or manifest or ground or begin to anchor a new form of consciousness. And I also sense that when one of us, two of us, ten of us, thirty of us do that, there's a there's it's um, contagious. There's an energy that, that that people say, what's that? There's something there. There's something um, that's being communicated that's new for me. Unfamiliar, too. And maybe a little bit scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when we go into uh, when we go into the unknown, we go into that kind of state of uncertainty. It's sort of like, I don't know how to navigate this yet. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and then we kind yeah. of sometimes want to hold on or cling on to what's familiar, what feels yeah. safe, to so that we yeah. can feel secure in it. In, in, really, yes, we all do that. I do that. We, you know, we 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 want to, we want the familiar, and I I I think in a sense that that you know, and maybe I'm only speaking for me, but there's a sense of victimization that kind of goes along with living on the planet it's sort of like well the uh, authority of the government you know uh, my boss whoever is mm-hmm. oppressing me <clears throat> so i don't necessarily have uh my own power i guess my own inner power we t- i think we talked about this earlier and that uh, that what is power what is our own power it's uh, it's it's the ability to to move our move forward in the direction that we choose with integrity. Yes. And in alignment with our natural rhythms and nature's rhythms and the natural cycles Uh of life as well. And as you talk about this field or zone of the unfamiliar and being open, it sounds very expansive, something that we can maybe become comfortable growing into and being curious about what's available there. And I think I hear what you're saying about the visioning and how it's different from visualization where we might, we're creating the vision and we're having a particular focus and concentration and trying to create a detailed picture of what an ideal outcome might look like. Whereas envisioning, we're allowing opening to see what's available, to see the infinite possibilities, to see what we might be capable of even, and to really tap into these hidden or untapped potentials so that it's more of a softening that we can relax into if we can trust the process. Yeah. And so Don, how what kind of things are available to us to be able to cultivate that trust in life happening for us and feeling secure and safe in what's to come, knowing that we're always provided for, because it's a natural continuation in the stream of life that we're all going through. And by all, I mean all our relations, right? The planets, the pla- uh, you know, the plants and nature and ourselves as human beings having this experience. How do we allow the trust to develop? That's a very good question, you know. And I think you you, you mentioned the word rhythm, 
Mm. And I, I believe that's really important for us to uh, attune to our and respect our own rhythm, because there's days that we're going to be, you know, like this. Close down. <laughs> there's moments when we're going to when we're going to uh, need to and feel feel the need to close up, mm. and and I think that needs to be respected. Yes, embrace so, literally. Yeah, that's what's to happening. To literally embrace, yes. yes. Mm. And uh, acknowledge, you know, acknowledge the the fear, acknowledge the uh, the sense of maybe feeling small and vulnerable, and then we expand from that, you know. So there's a there's a there's a rhythm of expansion and contraction. We don't need to we don't need to force ourselves, you know, to expand. Mm-hmm. The expansion is going to naturally happen. Yes. And we reach a point where where we can begin to move back in. I think one of the most important keys for for me, and this is challenging, but is to be with the experience as it is. Ah. It's very much also like very much a kumne um, uh, expression. Another way of putting it is um, uh, make friends with all experience. I think this is challenging for us because there's some experiences that we, we do not want to be friends with or they do not seem friendly but when we can when we can um, slow ourselves down enough to notice that what we're experiencing whatever it is and just allow it to be there give it its space mm-hmm. um, give it enough space that we can begin to see that there's joy in it you know even an emotion like depression mm-hmm. um when we when we just stay with it and sit with it, it starts to transform all by itself. Yes. Uh, so so we, we gradually we begin to shift out of um, the sense of needing to make something happen or make something or wish something was not happening. Yes. And begin to flow with experience just just as it is. And that's so that where we cultivate our inner power, right? Inner, <laughs> inner that power trans- that. Yeah. Yes. Then yeah. the transformations also- happening in presence. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In, in the present and also like as you say in the present moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It helps us anchor more in the present moment. Don, mm-hmm. do you have some kind of maybe short tip or kumne practice that you can offer in being able to tap into that or move into that space. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, what comes to mind is um, is just a shift in the way we see. And I can just simply talk you through that. And you okay. might be familiar with the audience, might be familiar with something like this. But just let's, first of all, attune to the breath. And just bring your attention to your breath. And notice that that the breath has a feeling. You may feel it in the nose or in the throat or in the in the chest, in the ribs, in the belly. Just notice that the breath has a feeling to it as the body moves. So the breath moves, the body moves. Mm-hmm. And just stay with the feeling of the movement of the breath for a moment. 
So our awareness is with breath. Sensation or feeling is with breath. So breath, awareness, uh, movement or sensation are all merging together. Now just like you to imagine your eyes may be closed or open, but imagine that you're now breathing through your eyes right into the center of mind. Breath coming into the center and then extending out. Breathing in through the eyes. And then opening your vision outward. Just notice, and maybe you can notice, Jennifer, you know, even in a very subtle level, does something change? Mm -hmm. Something different? There is. There's difference in the quality of the air, if you will. There's like... Mm -hmm. uh, the subtle energies is more perceptible and there's yeah. a lot more than meets the eye, so to speak. Yes, 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 absolutely. <laughs> and yet there's a lot that also meets the eye. I mean, yeah, yeah. we're surrounded by so much every day that our eyes are taking in. And, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. But there's other things going on too. And when we're in that relaxed state, as I'm finding right in this moment, you can kind of sense or see or experience those other subtle energies at play also. Mm, thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, there, there's a, there's a vibrancy, there's an aliveness, there's there's a, an alertness mm. that's also there. There's a consciousness yes. that we're surrounded by. We're surrounded by a field of consciousness, and we can we can learn to tap into that sort of like an and it has a uh, a calmness to it. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you yeah. so much. And Don, I wonder about this two-way channel that we also talked about with the visioning. Can you explain that a little bit more for us? Sure, sure. Mm -hmm. This is also a, a very much a part of the the Hakomi process, uh, two-way channel. So we're discovering we're 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 allowing a little bit of it as we as we breathe in. We're 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 allowing the energy to flow in and then flow out again. But another way to think of the two-way channel is as I'm aware of my own inner experience, I'm also able to take in what's outside, you know, what's uh, outside. So so there's uh, there's an opening in. So often when we, well, for example, when we're with somebody, uh, all of our energy seems to go out there to them. Mm -hmm. So we're no longer with ourselves. So we can have the experience. It's all, almost like uh, what well, that infinity sign. <clears throat> we can allow our energy to go out and then come back in. Kind of yes. A, a continual looping. So I'm aware of the experience here. Mm -hmm. I'm aware of the experience there. And I'm also aware that there's a unity in that. You yes. know, so that we're not separate. So that we, you know, even though we're doing this over a screen, there's a sense of connection. Mm. So I'm connecting by my energy field is connected to yours, you know, in, in such a way that we, we we stop even calling it mine or yours. Right. It's, just, it's the field, the field that we have between us. Oh, yeah. So there's something really wonderful about that. And, and you know, I think when when we touch into that, there's something in us that sparks too you know something comes alive it's very much the heart that uh, that comes alive 
Yes. Oh, beautiful. Thank you so much, Don. Yeah. This has been so wonderful in such a way of ease and grace that you share it all. So I oh, really thanks, appreciate thanks. all of this wisdom. And I can definitely see how it would help us to uplift humanity and con cultivate conscious yeah. leadership. <laughs> I'm all it. in the zone now. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and doing yeah. this practice and just being with what is available and what is present and being open and perceptive and receptive, as you've been talking about. So I'm curious um, how people can learn more from you, Don. How can they connect? Um, I do I do have a website, uh, Moving Presence Center. Um, I would really want to invite anyone that has curiosity just to just to uh, email me info at movingpresence.center. Um, yeah, I would love to, uh, I would love to connect with people that are interested in this practice. I do one-on-one -on -one counseling, um, and I'm interested in expanding maybe into, um, into maybe a Zoom format, um, uh, work with, um, visioning, the process of visioning, the more of us that are that are focusing on new ways of seeing, new ways of being, you know, I I'm really excited with that. And want to share that more. So yes. I'd, yeah, I'd really love for people to contact me. That get if you get sparked by this, contact me. Make the effort to to reach out to touch me. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much, John. And I'll make that easy for everyone too by posting the links in the show notes in the description Wonderful. below. You'll be able to just click into that. So thank you again, Don, so much uh, for uh, spending time welcome. with us today. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I want to thank each and every one of you as well who have been listening and watching us today on the Wisdom Speakers and Seekers podcast. And we'll see you again next week. Bye for Thanks. now. Thanks. Thanks so much for what you're doing. Thank you. Thanks, Jennifer. Blessings. Yeah.